Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Today is February 16th in the year of our Lord 2022. I'd like to begin the podcast today with a brief devotion based on Mark chapter 1 verses 40 through 45. This again comes from our Read the Bible in 2022 series for today. Uh, At the end of Mark chapter 1 we read, Now a leper came to him, to Christ, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him, and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once, and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places, and they came to him from every direction. This text was striking to me as I read through it, preparing for our devotion this morning on the podcast. First of all, what struck me was the fact that the leper came to Jesus. This is very surprising considering the laws of that time against those who had been struck with this disease of leprosy. Now leprosy was kind of a a broad term that described all kinds of different skin diseases and normally what comes to our mind is that really awful one in which people would sometimes lose a nose or lose fingers from the skin disease but it really covers a wide gamut of all kinds of different things but either way this man was not allowed to be in the presence of others who did not have this disease that he had. They had leper colonies where if you were found to have this disease you would need to go leave your family and friends and loved ones and go live in this colony full of sick people and you wanted to stay away from your family. It was as if it was as if you were dead even though you were still alive. You could not go near your family because you didn't want to give them this awful disease that you had. Um, rather you wanted them to go on living their lives. So even though uh, even though you were still alive you might as well have been dead to them. So you were, uh, lepers, people who had these skin diseases, were not allowed to come anywhere close to other people. In fact, if anyone started coming near to them, they were supposed to and required by law to yell out, leper, leper, so that no one else would come near them. And yet this man comes to Jesus and he tells him this very important thing. He says, if you, if you, Christ, if you, Jesus, are willing, you can make me clean. And that's really such a key understanding in in our relationship with Jesus. It's all about his will for us. It's not about our will. You know, so many times people question, wonder if their will is strong enough, if their faith is strong enough, if they're going to be able to face the challenges of the day. But really it's all about what is Jesus' will? What is God's will toward us? And we talk about this in the Lord's Prayer when we pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And God makes it very clear to us what his will is. Peter writes that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Apostle Paul writes that God desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. God makes it very clear to us what his will is, and Christ is willing. And that's what he says to this man too. I am willing, be cleansed. And of course, Christ healed that man of that wicked disease known as leprosy. But what Christ heals us from is so much worse. 
He heals us from the leprosy of sin, of that disease that doesn't affect our outward skin, but rather infects our inward heart, that disease that separates us from God because of our wickedness. And yet Christ is willing. He cleanses us through the, his blood, which he shed on the cross, through his perfect life that he lived for us, through his resurrection that assures us of our own resurrection. Because of all that he willingly did for us, he can now tell us too that he is willing to cleanse us. And Jesus makes it clear how willing he was by touching this man with leprosy. So not only did this man come near, but Jesus even willingly touched him. Now they didn't know quite as much about disease and germs and bacteria back then as we do today, but they certainly knew that they were not supposed to be around people with leprosy if they didn't want to get it, and that touching them was going to increase that chance of getting that sickness, and yet Jesus touched him. And what's amazing is that not only did Jesus touch that man with leprosy, but he also touched us, didn't he? Jesus became a human being. As true God, he touched mankind. He became mankind. He became one of us so that he could be the perfect sacrifice for our sins. He touched us. An amazing truth, an amazing fact of how he willingly became one of us in order to be the Savior from our sins. And now he, Jesus, tells this man to go away and to pay the the price for cleansing as Moses had told him to do to give that offering and he said see that you say nothing to anyone but go your way it's kind of a surprising reaction from Jesus isn't it although we know we see that quite often throughout uh, his ministry where he'd heal people or do something and he'd say don't tell anybody about it and we often wonder well why why is that the case and but I think this text here today gives us a very clear reason why Jesus so often told them not to go and share with others. See, this man did not listen to Jesus, even though Jesus had cleansed him. Uh, He did not obey Jesus. He went out and began to proclaim it freely to spread the matter. And what happened? Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places. So his popularity grew so much, and so many people wanted to see what Jesus was all about, that he couldn't even go into the city. He couldn't walk about in the open. He was so popular that he could not uh, could not get space, uh, whether it be in the city or wherever. He had to go out on mountains and be surrounded by thousands and thousands of people because of the level of his popularity. And Jesus wanted to be careful that he didn't become so popular that the people didn't just raise him up and make him a king as, uh, as so many of them thought that Christ was going to be. Uh, because if that was the case, then the Romans would have swiftly come down and, and brought judgment upon uh, this would-be king of Jesus, this would-be earthly king. And of course, this was a great confusion of Jesus' purpose. Jesus did not come to be an earthly king. Jesus came to be a spiritual, a heavenly king, and to reign in the hearts of his people, as he does. And so, in order to understand why Jesus was continually telling people not to, uh, to spread his name around at that time, We see this text and explains to us that Jesus was being cautious about the level of his popularity so as not to to bring down the wrath of the Romans. Now that said, Jesus doesn't tell us to to, uh, be silent. He doesn't tell us to say nothing to anyone. He tells us, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we can do that because we know that Jesus has touched us as well, that he was willing to sacrifice himself for us, that he has touched our lives by his word, through the working of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And because of this wonderful truth now, we know uh, uh, that Jesus is our Savior from sin, and he rescued and redeemed us with his own blood. Praise be to God for that fact. Let's pray. 
Lord Jesus, we thank you for willingly coming and, and entering into our hearts and lives. Please continue to bless us as your children as we live for you. Uh, we pray these things in your name. Amen. I have a number of weekly updates and reminders here for you. First of all, thank you all for your thoughts and prayers. Last week I uh, came down with COVID. My young daughter Addie also tested positive for it, but uh, we are both recovered now and I'm uh, back working again. So thank the Lord for bringing us through that. And it was a little tougher for little Addie with the, her premature lung disease that she has as a, a premature infant, but she's doing well now. And uh, so we thank the Lord for that. Uh, tonight, our Wednesday evening Bible study resumes. Uh, we're continuing through the Gospel of Mark. Uh, this weekend, our Bible class study will resume again on the report from the CLC Board of Doctrine and the Joint Committee Representatives on Church Fellowship and its termination. That was on a pause last week as uh, Mr. Zach Sippert, he's a senior seminarian from Eau Claire, came down to preach for me while I was under the weather with COVID. Thank you especially to, to Zach for filling in such short notice in that way. We really appreciate uh, his work there. Uh, this weekend also on February 20th, the grade school is singing, so please mark your calendars for that. Hope you can join us for that. Again, that'll be on only in the Sunday service on February 20th. Uh, coming up a week from Saturday on February 26th, uh, we have the Facility Cleanup Day. You can check the calendar and the announcements in the bulletin for more information on that. But as always, we need lots of help and hands in order to get the, the keep our facility up and running and active as we want it to be. Uh, Lent is coming up right around the corner two weeks from today. Ash Wednesday is March 2nd. Uh, so that's coming up very soon. This year we'll be doing services at 2 p.m. and at 6 p.m. Uh, so uh, the 2 p.m. service has been bumped back. It used to be 1 p.m. Now it's at 2 p.m. The idea behind that is we're going to have our school kids uh, come over from the school. All 130-some of them will be coming over uh, to participate in our worship service uh, every Wednesday so that they can uh, uh, participate at that time. And the hope is that parents, if you're not working or able to, will be able to come with them as well and uh, uh, join them for that worship service uh, again at 2 p.m. and we'll also have that regular 6 p.m. for all those who would like to attend that service as well. This year for Lent uh, we are inviting members of our congregation to bring any special portraits of Jesus that you may have in your homes and to display them in the sanctuary. The contact person for that is Mr. Lane Fisher. Uh, if you need to get a hold of him you can email him at lane.fisher at emmanuelmankato.org uh, he'll be facilitating that project with the portraits of Jesus and displaying them in the different alcoves of the stained glass windows in church. So we did it, we did the crosses a few years ago. And we had quite a few wonderful looking crosses, uh, really beautify our experience there in the sanctuary. And today, this year, we'll be doing portraits of Jesus uh, instead. Uh, for our prayer list, we continue to pray for young Arthur Heyer, uh, the young relative of the Schmidt family who's dealing with chemotherapy. Uh, over in Rochester. We also pray for the family of Bruce Newbert. Bruce was taken home to heaven on February 13th um, and the family is planning a victory service for him on April 2nd. So we'll be planning on that. It'll be Saturday, April 2nd at 11 a.m. with a, a visitation before that as well. Uh, coming up now, uh, we continue our Meet the Faculty series. Today we'll be meeting with Mr. Michael Wheaton. Next week we meet with Ben Hanel. Uh, I sat down to interview Mr. Wheaton. Here's what that sounded like. Today I'm joined by Mr. Michael Wheaton, the first and second grade teacher here at Emanuel Lutheran School. How are you doing today, Michael? Doing well, thank you, Pastor. Excellent. I'm very excited that you took opportunity to join us today. I'm, I'm Hopeful that this podcast and through the Meet the Faculty program we're going through will get our, 
our members familiar with the faculty. You know, I, I know a lot of our members, they listen to me preach every other week, and they, they're very familiar with Pastor Radical, but our, you know, our faculty at the school is a very, very important aspect of the ministry that we have here at Emmanuel, and, and yet unless you have a, a kid in first and second grade, they're probably not talking to you as much. So I think it's, you know, even though you've been here for quite some time, Michael, it's nice for people who maybe haven't been around Emmanuel as much or don't know you as well to get to know you a little bit too. So I'll just get a number of questions for you. We'll, we'll run through today just to kind of get an overview of you and your life. Uh, where did you grow up, Michael? I grew up in Mankato. Right here in Mankato. I've been here all my life. Uh, other than a few years when my wife and I lived in Watana, I commuted to Emmanuel to teach, and she commuted to Austin for her job. We had a little stint in St. Clair, and then uh, back to Mankato. Back to Mankato. So you're a lifer, you'd say. A lifer, yeah. <laughs> I love Mankato. Great yeah. community. So. Yeah, we've been here. My wife and I have been here six years now, and we, we love Mankato, too. It's really a it's a, it's a nice-sized town. I, I would agree with you there. Uh, so you mentioned you're married. Uh, kids, Michael? Uh, yes, uh, I've got three daughters, my oldest, all of whom went to Emmanuel, uh, so important note to make. Uh, my eldest graduated last year. She's an RN at the hospital in Mankato at Mayo. Uh, my middle daughter, Mara, she's in Brookings at South Dakota State. Uh, she's a, finishing her junior year uh, studying public relations, retail merchandising, and uh design studios and then Michaela my youngest is a freshman here at Emmanuel okay so you went K through 12 here at Emmanuel and now your kids have gone I did K-12 my, at Emmanuel both my siblings did wow okay yep. so this school is certainly and church and school is in the Wheaton family blood you'd say has a very special place in our hearts yes excellent so when you were a kid here at Emmanuel Michael did you imagine that you would be a teacher one day was that your goal or did you have other ideas about your future Never. Um, <laughs> I was going to be a, every little boy's dream, police officer, firefighter, you know. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, so I started out uh, in school to be a police officer. Oh, really? Went to school for about two quarters and then uh, decided, yeah, that was not going to be my thing. So was there an event that took place or was there a thought process that you went through as you decided to switch from the being a police officer to being a, a teacher? Uh, yes, I had some very rough law enforcement classes with a gentleman that was not overly kind as a professor, and I thought, oh, if this is how they speak and, you know, act, uh, not, not going to be for me for mm. a lifetime of work. So, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I probably owe him, I actually probably owe him some thanks <laughs> for sending me into the uh, into teaching. Yeah, well, we, we at Emmanuel certainly owe this man some, some thanks, I think, too. <laughs> uh, so where did you go to school then, Michael? You mentioned a couple semesters doing that. and then I, uh, went to, well, I went to Emmanuel Lutheran, K-12. to Right. And then I went to what was then MSU, Mankato State University. Now it's University of Minnesota, Mankato. Mm-hmm. Um, I went there and I uh, got a bachelor's degree in elementary ed and a minor in mathematics. Okay. So. Okay. And when did you graduate? When? Yeah. Long time ago. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is my 25th year at Emmanuel, so, uh, well, I was high school 90, so 94. 94. From college. Okay. So you mentioned that uh, 25 years at Emmanuel, were there any, was there work in between your graduation and your work at Emmanuel? Yes. I worked uh, Owatonna Public Schools for a short time. 
A little known fact, a funny little thing, I was their gymnastics, assistant gymnastics coach for two years. Gymnastics coach, wow. Yep. Uh, One day the PE teacher, I was in the lunchroom and she was, and she said, well, I just need a young, strong guy that can help these girls flip, and you might be it. Do you want a coach? I was like, I know nothing. She said, I'll teach you everything you need to know, and sure enough, she did. The rest is history, huh? The rest is history. So when is the Emanuel Gymnastics team going to get started? Is uh, yeah, I think as soon as we have the interest. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know who to go to if and when that happens. Uh, let's, a little more serious question here. Why do you believe that Christian education is so important? Uh, Christian education is very important because, I mean, as we're reminded, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. So we're to go spread God's word. So what better way than for us teachers and pastors here spend seven hours a day sharing God's word, building that faith in those little hearts and uh, so that they can go out and know how to share God's word. I, I really truly believe if you set a good example and we do religion every day and we make that part of our routine at school, they'll continue to keep that as a routine throughout their life. Yeah, it's uh, definitely the hope. Yeah, so it's kind of, you know, setting them up for success later in life, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think as public schools are tending to go farther and farther away from God's Word and, and insert more and more uh, ungodly ideas into their curriculum, you know, how much more important is Christian education as we move forward as a as a group and, you know, as a church and school to make that a priority for us. Uh, how about a story uh, from your classroom this year or, or maybe in past years? Um, can you think of a specific example or story that would show our listeners what Emanuel Lutheran School is really all about and, and why it's so important? Yeah, so I think uh, as far as that goes, I'd say it's an annual thing. Every year, I'm so excited to see those young children go up and share their faith with everyone who attends the Christmas Eve service. Oh, yeah. That has got to be one of the greatest things to come and witness if you've never done it. Yeah. Uh, you know, from the mouth of babes. Absolutely. You know, they, them sharing that Christmas story is just amazing. Singing praises. Uh, I mean, it's a great time of the year, great celebration, but... Than to have those little ones that we're training share that with everyone, that's uh, that's the most special day of the year at Emmanuel for yeah. me. Yeah, totally so. agree with you. I know that's a program that you 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 and Mr. Fisher do quite a bit of work for the the Christmas Eve program, putting those together and a lot of the coordination and organization of that. So you know, it's certainly something we're thankful to to you guys for. And as a pastor who thought he was going to be doing Christmas Eve programs, I'm grateful there's someone else. Uh, put a lot of that work in. I don't mind at all. Oh. They, the kids love doing it. Yeah, makes it a lot easier when they enjoy it too. Yeah, and I, you know, as a parent who's, you know, I, my oldest is in kindergarten this year, so it's my, kind of my first year getting to be on the parent side of things and watching her participate. And uh, it's been it was very gratifying to me to hear, as you say, from the mouth of babes, you know, those little ones proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the most important thing in the world. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, Michael, as a you know, you've been teaching here 25 years, you mentioned. Uh, so you're very intimately involved with the inner workings of the church and school and everything that's going on here. Um, do you have any insights as to how things that we could work on to improve that our listeners could be aware of that, you know, these are some things that we can keep in our prayers and that we can continue to work on in our, our thoughts and efforts as a church and school? Yeah, I think when you 
talk about or ask people about improvements or changes, right away everyone thinks, oh, add this, build this, change that. Physical improvements to the building or the structure, but I think within our group of believers, uh, it'd be nice to have everyone just connect a little more, mm. connect a little more closely, open up uh, more lines of communications, more ways for people to connect with one another. Um, the community, letting mm-hmm. the community know, we're here, yeah. here's what we teach, here's what we believe, and here's why we believe it. Yeah. And why it's important for everyone to hear the word regularly and believe. So yeah. I think within our own group of people, uh, more communication. I won't say better, because I think we do a great job communicating with the communication that we do do, but you can always have more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think getting out into the public eye a little more would be nice. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a tricky thing in this day and age, because what's the public interested in? You yeah, know? right. They're interested in uh, things a little more on the edge that you're not going to come and do a report at Emmanuel on. Right, so right. That, that's kind of the tough part. Yeah. Well, we have a lot of off, lot to offer as a congregation. We have an amazing school. We have uh, God's Word, you know, and, and those are the things that people so desperately need is to be educated in God's Word, and you know that's what, that's what we have to offer. So, you know, I think absolutely I agree with you that getting our getting the name out there and sharing with people, yeah, hey, we are down here and we do have important things to offer for you and your family is a very important message to get out there. Yeah, back to the Christmas Eve service. You know, everyone who attends it says it's amazing, it's wonderful, yeah. but. You call the newspaper or the television station, not exactly what they're looking to report on. So that's what I mean by those are tough things to get out and share with the community in a public way. Absolutely. Well, how about uh, a couple other questions? Michael, what's your favorite thing about being a teacher here at Emmanuel? Um, I would say, for me, it's the level that I teach. Yeah. Because you see them when they're six, seven, eight years old, and then you see them again when they're 18. Mm, And, you know, at that first, second grade level, you're seeing them develop in their reading skills, their math skills. Uh, Not that the older kids aren't, but they're certainly more sweet and innocent. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're more people pleasers. And, uh, you know, I feel like if I got them in ninth, 10th, 11th grade, you just don't see all that growth. You maybe don't pay attention as much to them when they're younger, so. Yeah. it's nice to see them when they're young and then watch them progress all the way through and absolutely uh, know that you had something to do with that success. There, you know, there aren't many K-12 schools. We're the only K-12 school in CLC, but there aren't many K-12 schools in the, in the United States, really. You know, so many of them separate at different, different points. And so for us to be able to, you know, have a 12th grader walking right next to a kindergartner in the hallway upstairs... And, you know, for that interaction to take place, you know, I just think it's a unique thing that, that we have. And as you say... Being able to watch them progress from first grade to, to 12th grade is, you know, it's pretty cool to see that. Not only the, the physical progression, but the spiritual progression, too, as they grow and mature in their faith. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and you'll hear parents say they love that aspect. Yeah. Seeing that older high schooler take that grade schooler under their wing and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. see him in the hall, say hi every day. And yeah, and that's something we've been developing, buddies. too. We've been developing right. that mentor program where we've been right. encouraging the high school children to... To mentor some of the younger children too so cool what's your least favorite thing about being a teacher 
Oh, let's be honest, it's lesson planning. Uh, I love delivering the lesson, just always getting everything together, yeah. printing everything, copying everything. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the planning is not my favorite. I'd rather be executing it yeah. all the time. Absolutely. Uh, how about, so that's a lot, we've talked a lot about your work at Emanuel as a teacher. Uh, what are some things you like to do outside of school? What kind of hobbies or, or activities do you like to do? Uh, in the summer, I bike quite a bit. Like to fish. Okay. Spend time at the lake. Yeah. Uh, outdoors in the summer. Yeah, gotta enjoy those outdoor little, months. A little bit of my free time. When so. we can, yeah. Right. For sure, for sure. Uh, uh, any closing thoughts then, Michael? You'd like to share with the listeners today, or or things you'd like to communicate to people listening? Yeah, you know, I I would say please remember to keep the school, the church, all the workers in your thoughts and prayers. Um, we really do appreciate all the monetary donations, uh, the volunteer hours, I mean, the words of encouragement, the prayers, all of those things, you know, we, I know I don't say thank you to everyone enough, but we truly do appreciate it as yeah. called workers here at Emmanuel. Yeah, you know, the school here is such an, you can tell by how much the church loves the school by, by what they give to the, the school and you know it's the biggest part of our budget every year we just had our annual meeting last month and the biggest part of our budget by far is the, the work of the school and you know you can tell just how much our church appreciates Christian education and, and, and values that Christian education um, and you and the rest of our faculty are uh, the spear point of the work of our congregation so thank you for all you do Michael and appreciate your time today you're welcome thank you have a great day you also and welcome back, and thank you once again to Mr. Wheaton for recording with us and for being willing to participate in our Meet the Faculty series. Uh, hope that was beneficial uh, for you all as we look to the continued work of our school at Emmanuel. Our hymn of the day that we'll conclude with today comes to us from the Lutheran Hymnal, Hymn 360, Oh, for a Thousand Tongues to Sing. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace, my gracious Master and my God, assist me to proclaim, to spread through all the earth abroad the honors of thy name. Jesus, the name that charms our fears, that bids our sorrows cease, tis music in the sinner's ears, tis life and health and peace. He breaks the power of cancelled sin, he sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean, his blood avails for me. Look unto him, ye nations, own your God, ye fallen race. Look and be saved through faith alone, be justified by grace. See all your sins on Jesus laid, the Lamb of God was slain. His soul was once an offering made for every soul of man. Glory to God and praise and love be ever, ever given by saints below and saints above, the church in earth and heaven. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.